Hey folks, Troy Dooley, the Beachside CEO, and I hope that you are having a fantastic day. You know, we have, gosh, since about July of last year, uh, been sponsored by the Maple Street Biscuit Company, and I tell you what, those guys are great. I was actually up in the uh, Miramar Beach location today, and just a boatload of friends were up there, and I just, man, we got to hang out, reminisce, had some good food. I tell you, if you don't have a Maple Street Biscuit Company around you, you need to find one the next time you are through the South. Proud to say they are a subsidiary now of the Cracker Barrel Company. Cracker Barrel bought them up. Uh, man, just a good good combination there, if you will. Also, Freddie Sheets over at Allen's Cool Inc. is also one of our great sponsors, and I just have to say thank you to him and to the Direct Selling Edge a conference. They are having their next conference in February. You can go to the dsedge.com. I believe it's the 24th, 25th. It's going to be down at uh, By Design, uh, if you will. By Design has opened up their big, beautiful boardroom. We're going to have a meeting there. It's going to be phenomenal. And then if you're interested, I will say this, it's a plug for By Design. Uh, they're going to be having a conference uh, for their users, those people that are part of their organization. If you guys are looking for a new uh, strategic partner in the software business, you can give uh, Jerry or Bob a call over there by design. They'll take care of you on that one. But today I want to talk, guys, on something that I believe is, I don't know, some people are old school. Some people understand it. Some people, because of the biased media uh, over the last <coughs> few years, excuse me, when it comes to politics and stuff like that, I think that, that people don't understand the difference between paid endorsements, between critics that, that try to use uh, some type of wisdom journalism to look at issues, and then just downright uh, consumer advocates that uh, they just take and, and all they care about is spinning so that there is a, a pull for what they want. Um, now we also see this in you know, on the public company side, sometimes we'll see this with short sellers. Short sellers will hire analysts or something to, to push their agenda through. Uh, General Electric saw this not too long ago uh, when they hired an analyst who had done the Beatty Murdoff uh, Ponzi scheme. So he came in and said that General Electric was a Ponzi scheme or, or some of their I should say some of their accounting practices were that way. We also see, saw the same thing last year in 2019 happen to Disney. And I'm bringing this up because in the gig economy, direct sales, uh, affiliate marketing, internet marketing, side hustles, I don't care what you call it, we see the same type of, of situation. We'll see people that all they do is praise companies. Uh, direct sales is the greatest thing under the sun. Uh, every company is an awesome company. Uh, there's no such thing as pyramids or Ponzi schemes. The regulators have it wrong. The critics have it wrong. Uh, there's uh, usually in that that field, uh, you'll see people that will will go around and say, well, you know, if it, if a person's being negative or critical, and they and they combine those two, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, then they must that must be haters. Uh, they must be jealous. They must have a hidden agenda. Uh, that's what we we see a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. There are there are people, or there's websites. I'll um, well, let's let's talk about websites. We can take uh, Ted Knighton, who has businessforhome.org. It's a website that is 
for the most part, very pro uh, direct sales, very pro network marketing. Uh, he, he puts up a boatload of uh, statistics, a boatload of polls, really pulls in a lot of the crowd. Now, when you, when you take his website that is mostly positive, every now and then you'll see a critical post go up. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him just put out a negative piece. It, it's either very positive or he'll ask some critical questions, and that's the way that works. Uh, but then you have Behind MLM. Uh, Behind MLM is, for the most part, one of the most critical sites uh, on the direct sales industry. Sometimes Oz and, and, and the team that are over there have a, uh, it's hard to differentiate between what's a legitimate network marketing or direct sales company and what they see as a pyramid or a Ponzi scheme. Now, most of his are critical of the company. Some people will say, Troy, he's just a negative person. And I don't, I don't think so. And, and here's why I say that. Uh, I went through a situation in 2012, 2013, where one of my clients, Zeke Rewards, uh, was found to be a Ponzi scheme. At that time, one of the world's largest Ponzi schemes. And when I, when I got drawn into that, the Securities and Exchange out of Washington called me in because, because Zeke Rewards was part of even a bigger network of schemes and scams. Um, and we, we did our, our settlement with them from a, a PR and advertising standpoint. Uh, because Zeke was one of our clients. Um, Oz and Behind MLM had no problem whatsoever allowing me to comment, putting my comments up, uh, allowing me uh, to uh, put the facts in there. So I don't think that he's just a negative individual. Um, Bonnie Anderson and, and her crew uh, over at uh, Tina Truth and Advertising, uh, all of those people over there, Bagley, all those guys seem to truly be advocates for the consumer. Now, are there hidden agendas behind all this? I don't have a clue on that. I mean, there, there very well could be, but all these websites, uh, well, at least truth and advertising, they go after everyone, not just direct sales. They've gone after Walmart, Best Buy, Sam's Club, the pillow guy on TV. I mean, they go after everybody. So what's the fine line? I don't know. When I look at my career, when we look at our media company and what we've done in the, in the past, we would take clients that would say, Troy, can you really give us some positive coverage? Can you be our PR? And it's like, heck yeah, man, we love doing that. Let's, let's crank it. 2013, we shifted that model after Zeke Rewards uh, because we added some stuff into our agreements that made it clear, hey, if we're going to represent you, then we want you to agree to let us see your financials, talk to your legal team, ask some very important questions. And outside of some public companies, uh, people didn't want to do that at all. So we kind of shifted our model into uh, regulatory affairs, uh, communications, helping people build their brand, helping startup companies. Uh, we've worked with some pubcos uh, over the years. Longevity's uh, great client. I love those guys over there. Uh, we actually own some stock in that company now. Uh, I took a, an interim COO position in uh, in Isodial International. They're out of Canada. They were We revamped their U.S. Uh, base at the time. So we kind of shifted our model and started really going into uh, the communication side of things. And so when we put up a post or when we, when we started doing videos and talking about companies, um, we weren't talking about our clients at all. We just, we just didn't. And the companies that we talked to, 
Uh, some of them were run by friends and some of them weren't. And we didn't talk about the specifics, uh, personalities that were involved. What we talk about is we talk about the, the issues at hand. Uh, let's take a public company, for instance. You know, if we're, if we're going in and we're looking at all the filings that are there and, and we see, we see where, where they're, they're saying one thing on their filings and then it's totally something different that they're putting out in their marketing. Or we see press releases that are different than what some of the, uh, the Q10 say. Then what we start to do is dig a little deeper. We, we want to dig in there and see, okay, what exactly is going on here? Because if, if we can find a situation, sometimes it's a, an immaturity of the, of the C-suite. It's people that have not worked in public companies before. Sometimes what we end up seeing is, is there'll be people that have worked with NASDAQ companies. They try to apply NASDAQ rules to OTC or pink sheet companies, which are totally different. Uh, matter of fact, if you're, if you're investing in OTC companies, a lot of times their, their quarterly uh, financials won't even be audited. You know, And then you, you've got to look at that because OTC doesn't have the same regulatory uh, oversight that the larger boards have. And yet we see companies that, that just, they come against that. And if you talk about a company or you talk about why a C-suite is doing something, if you talk about uh, ingredients and in products, if you talk about any concern, a lot of times what happens is because the companies don't have chief communication officers, they don't have a team that reaches out and says, hey, let's communicate. Um, they just puke all over the place. They're they're, usually their law firms get involved. Their law firms are litigators, so they're, they're automatically taking a defensive posture, if you will, and saying, okay, we're going to go to war. We're going to fight these guys. It's, that's not the case. You know, communication, and, and at least the role that we play in this, is to say, let's, let's open up the communication. If there are issues here, then let's talk about what those issues or those challenges might be. Now, we don't expect companies to disclose and talk about stuff that, that would violate any of the Securities and Exchange Acts that, that totally focus in on their company. We don't want the Sarbanes-Oxley. Uh, we don't want anybody to get in trouble because of that. What we're looking at is, look, if it's public information, meaning that you've put out a press release on it, meaning that there's a filing with the SEC on it, meaning that the company has talked about it somewhere, uh, meaning that there is a conversation going on with the company's name on it through the reps or through the customers, then it's like, look, we want to know what's going on. And what happens is companies just automatically take a defensive posture. And I've gone to going back to looking at communication and trust because we, we teach companies this. We talk about the words that build trust and the words that will rip that trust apart. And we, we focus in on helping them understand that. So when a company all of a sudden takes a stance, and, and, and I, I, I've got a couple of companies right now we've seen take this stance, not, not just with some of our communication, but with some other people's communication, they automatically start attacking the, the man or woman who's asking the question. They will, they will try to discredit them. They will try to show that, well, they're just a blogger. Um, I always laugh at that. We've been doing this business for so long. People don't understand. There are bloggers and influencers on the internet that live the most gracious life under the sun. They make six, seven, eight figures a year. 
and don't have near the headache that some of these other people do. But yet when, when somebody's attacking, what they try to do is they try to make it look like, well, these guys are just bloggers. They're just uh, internet personalities. They're just living in their mama's basement. And man, all that stuff is true to some degree. Um, I don't live in my mama's basement. We've, we've got three or four houses and we, we pick and choose what we want to live in. But the key is to say, look, it's don't attack. Open the communication line. I've, I've got a company, we've reached out a few times and, and we get the same rhetoric back. Uh, because of securities and exchange rules, we can't communicate on that. That's hogwash. They act like you're ignorant. And it's like, in, in my case, I've got 15, 16 years uh, behind me in the securities business, licensed. I still get I still get checks from companies that we've done business with, and I haven't done business as a rep with these companies for 19, 20 years now, and we still get paid. So when we when we look at this, we do it with a keen eye. And I'm man, I'm I'm so far from being perfect at this; it's pathetic. But we we dig deep. We want to use a wisdom journalism approach to say, look, let's look at the issue. We're getting ready to talk about the, the FTC uh, lawsuit and, and the Jeff Olson lawsuit with his company, and, and he changed his company name. It's the old Narium company. And we're looking at where that at. We're going to take a critical eye on both sides. I did this with the Vima case. We did it with Herbalife. Uh, we've done it with cases outside of direct sales. And the reason that we're doing it, and the reason we want to do the podcast on this, is so that you guys have a resource that you can go back and say, hey, listen to what Troy said here to explain how some of these different sites work and some of these different personalities work. And, and without a doubt, when, when you look at truth and advertising, they came out hard against Vima. I mean, massively hard. They came out hard against Herbalife. They came out hard against AdvoCare. Um, I think every company that they've hit in the direct sales side, they came out hard. What happened is some of those companies have responded very strongly, give back the, the right information, and they publish that information. Other companies treat truth and advertising as if they're irrelevant. And yet we've seen where the Federal Trade Commission has thanked them for filing complaints, thanked them for providing additional information from an investigative standpoint. So we don't want to discredit any of these sites. If you're a company and you're, you're out there and you're saying, well, Troy, we don't care. We, we, we got so much money. We got such momentum. We don't have to worry about it. Well, that may not be the truth because compliance teams and regulatory affairs teams will do uh, social media audits. And when they come across something, let's say over on behind MLM, you could end up getting a letter from your merchant processor saying, hey, due to the fact that we are seeing all this conversation, we're done. You've got two weeks to find a new processor. And you may say, Troy, that doesn't happen. I've got a former client whose bank, where he had hundreds of thousands of dollars, they were in business, he had a great reputation. Um, they called him in and said, look, here's a, here's a certified check. We're closing your bank accounts because we saw your name on this website. We just don't want the headache. And that will happen. So when, when people such as myself or others, it doesn't matter if you like their personality or not. When, when the critical facts are being talked about, and, and understand there's a difference between facts and truth. We could talk about facts today, and something tomorrow can 
alter the facts. Something new comes into play, something new's uncovered, something new transpires that's in the future. And all of a sudden the facts have changed. We dig deep to try to get to the truth. It's hard to get to the truth when there's no communication coming from the subject in which you're talking about. So when that happens, we can only lay out the facts. We can paint a picture and say, it could be this or it could be that. We don't know. And when you don't know, then you can't say this is the truth. That's probably the difference between the way we do reporting and, and maybe somebody that's, that's a, uh, well, let's use CNN and Fox News. I think I can do this with, with both and stay right down the middle here. In the evening time, not in the daytime. A lot of times in the daytime, you truly have news reporters doing shows and stuff like that. But in the evening time now, we see a lot of commentaries, a lot of people that are on there, and they've already made a biased decision. It, they're going to be on CNN 99% of the time. They're going to be more of a, a progressive, uh, Democrat-leaning individual. If you're on Fox News, they're going to be more of, a, of a, a libertarian, probably a Republican, very conservative. So they've already made up their mind. So when they don't get the facts or they want to kind of maneuver the facts a little bit, then it gets their base up in an, in, in an uproar and everybody's happy. Okay. Our goal, because our base, if you will, is the, is the consumer's indirect sales, be that a, a customer or be that an independent uh, consultant that's looking to, what, what did Mel Atwood call those uh, um, independent professionals who are looking for a side hustle or, or in the gig economy? We want to be able to give information to say, look, here are the facts, and you need to weigh those facts out against any decision that you make. Sometimes we will, we will talk about those facts where ingredients are concerned. I did this uh, in the, in the Nootropics uh, field, happy coffee, uh, smart coffee. It, it goes by several different names. Um, and Kevin Thomas over at Alternative Labs called me and said, look, I see the facts, you, you, you hit the facts, but the, the way you presented the facts could cause people to misunderstand the truth. And man, him and I, gosh, we, I was on the road going to Nashville or somewhere. We spent an hour, hour and a half on the phone. He was really showing and digging into, I'm gonna be making a trip down to their labs. I wanna learn more. Uh, Terry LaCour over at LaCour Labs has done the same thing. I've had questions about products or ingredients and. And him and his team have been willing to discuss these with me because they both those companies do so much work inside the direct sales space. And, and I really do have a passion for, for helping people to grow, helping people to learn the type of ingredients that need to be in products and what can happen when those ingredients are wrong. I am I'm full bore onto essential oils. I believe herbs. I've got Indian blood, Cherokee blood in me. I really believe in all this stuff, but I also know if you mix the wrong ingredients, it can cause what, what, what one ingredient might be healthy, mix the two and you become a poison. So we talk about this. We really dig into this. So we're, we're, I covered this and, and I don't want to belittle it, but I do want to look at it because when, when you're with a company and myself or anybody else brings something out that can be seen as critical, understand positive information, critical information, and then negative information 
are three different things. Positive information is, is what we all thrive on. It's what we want. We want to see success. We want to see growth. We, 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 we just want to live. We kind of want to live in a utopia because we see so much crap in the world today. But man, we want to know we made the right decision joining this team, joining this company, that, that our, our dream isn't going to turn into a nightmare on Elm Street. It, it, it's, 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 it's not Friday the 13th. It is going to be an epic adventure. We are going to be just Disney all year long. We want that. However, we can't live blindly because, in, at least in direct sales, I've seen over and over and over where people have lived blindly and then they weren't expecting it when their company went under. They weren't expecting it when, when they found out there was fraud, when they found out that there were lies and deceits, when they found out the, the compensation plan was changed, not so the company would save money, but so that, that the top reps in the field would make more money or the company owner would make more money. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. People get upset when the when the ingredients are changed in a product. So the company, instead of talking about the facts, sharing the, the truth behind why that had to be done, they tell people, don't worry about the ingredients, don't sell the product, don't, you know, yeah, 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 you're being negative. That is not the facts. That's not the truth. There are times when you have to change ingredients, which means that the results are gonna change, which means you've gotta talk about that. Man, you got these bugs flying everywhere. Um, and then there's just the, the negative information. Critical information is saying, hey, here are the facts. Let's look at the facts. Here's the situation. Can we change the situation? Can, can we help to shore the company up, get rid of the cracks in the foundation, and they push forward? Negative information is never finding anything positive whatsoever. It's the, as far as you're concerned, this company's trash. A lot of times, those people are biased because they've been hurt. Uh, they over and over and over they've been hurt. They haven't made it. Their their mental state isn't correct. Um, maybe they really were with some companies that screwed them. Maybe they were with Ponzi's. Maybe they're they're just their their makeup, their personality is that of a taker versus a giver. So they're just constantly seeing the negative. And the old adage says, "Hurting people hurt people." So that we know that. But you need to understand the difference there. You need to understand that in every critical thought that comes out, there's probably an ounce of truth in there that you need to listen to, you need to look at, you need to talk about. If you're a company exec, you're a company founder, don't get all pissy just because somebody says something that goes negative about your company. Because when all you do is try to share the positive, when all you do is try to, try to point to everyone else as being evil, as hating you, as being jealous of you, um, of, of, of just wanting to rain on your parade, well, then what happens is it starts sounding kind of like that cultish deal. It's, it's like every cult leader that we've ever watched on TV has always said these people don't understand. They're out to get us. They're just haters. And then everybody starts drinking the Kool-Aid and you end up dead, either either metaphorically or factually. So let's let's... Dig in a little deeper now, guys, and start looking at the fact that on this podcast, on these videos, on our websites, what we're going to be doing is we're going to do a massive amount of, of coaching and mentoring and digging into all kinds of side, side hustles, the gig economy. 
what it takes for you to succeed as a Main Street entrepreneur, but we're also going to dig into some of the, the, the big time things that we're seeing to say, okay, look, if this is what an, uh, the regulators see as an issue, if this is what we see as a, an ethical issue, we're going to talk about it. If that means we're going to bring up company names from time to time, then that's what we're going to do. If we reach out to a company or to an individual and they don't want to respond, that doesn't mean we're, not, we're going to stop reporting on it. What that means is we're going to report on it and we're going to share what we see and say, look, these are the concerns that we have. We're not here to judge a company. We're not here to judge an individual. We're here to open up the door and say, look at the facts, make an informed decision so you can take the calculated risk to change your life. That's the key. You know, I, if all my clients were healthy, then they wouldn't need to hire me. So we understand when companies are going through growing, <laughs> growing pains, when there's regulatory concerns, uh, when there's investigations, we get all that. That's not the goal. The goal is you have to be open and honest with the culture that you're developing, with the people that you're serving. Otherwise, what m goes up comes straight down. It's all about building open, honest, two-way communication with the people you serve and the, and, and the company owners. And understand, this is very important. If you're an executive, if you're a company, you're not the hero in this story. The hero are the people you serve. You're supposed to be guiding them towards the outcome they want. So if you lie to them, if they find out you stole from them, if they find out that you're cheating them, that's not going to be happy. It's going to be bad. It's going to be awful. And that's what we don't want. We want companies with integrity. We want individuals running companies who have integrity. So give that some thought. Hey, thanks for hanging out again. Check out some of the sponsors of the show. Maple Street, Allen's Cool Link, if you're down here on the Emerald Coast, go to the DS Edge. Go to dsedge.com. You can get all the information over there. Great guys. Folks, live life like an epic adventure. Stay humble and stay strong. And if you're, if you're in the gig economy, act like it.